You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to share fellowship. Thank you for light. Thank you for edification. Thank you that there's precise, accurate knowledge flowing from my spirit through wisdom revelation in the knowledge of you. At the end, may we know the hope of our calling in you and the riches of the glorious inheritance in the saints. And may we live thereby in this knowledge and receive by obedience, every blessing that comes with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Building healthy relationships, eight. Building healthy relationships, eight. Galatians 3, 27 to 28. So like we said, the first building block to having healthy or building healthy relationships is to know your identity. Your identity is in Christ. Say it's in Christ. Oh, say it is in Christ. Oh, say it well, it is in Christ. Wow. Okay, so no more do we see ourselves in ourselves. We see ourselves in who? Christ. Galatians 3, 27, 28 says, And we who have been baptized into union. Say into union. Into what? Oh, say clear. Into what? So marriage, the union of a man and a woman is a sign of the union we have with Christ eternally. Praise God. It is what a sign. So don't be too caught up in your marriage. It is only what a sign of the marriage relationship you enjoy with Christ forever. So when you get caught up in your marriage and you leave the fellowship, your marriage on earth is destroyed. Ah. Because you are holding on to the sign and you are leaving the substance. You are holding on to the shadow. Are you getting the point? So, 
we have a union with Christ, are enveloped by him. Are what? Enveloped by him. This is the same word that was used in Luke. When the Holy Ghost enveloped Mary. Overshadowed Mary. Are you getting it? Yes. So that's how Mary got pregnant. In other words, she became one with the, with, with the Lord. One with the seed. One with God. Amazing. And he says, because we are one with him. Are you getting the point? Can you get it now? Look at what it is. We are no longer what? Jews or what? Greeks. So you are no more in Zima or Adan, Gan or Gan Adangbe, Chi or Fanti, Frafra or Dagbani. He says, nor slaves or free men. So, who you are working for or who is working for and who you are working for or who is working for you is not your identity. Claire. Even merely men or women. Can you get it now? I said something you didn't get it. You are a spirit. You don't actually regard yourself as a woman or a man. In the union, you are a spiritual being. So it's not like, oh, I'm a woman. I'm a man. No. In the union we have with Christ, there's no man, there's no what? Because in the beginning, before God created us, he created the spirit. And then gave a body of a male and a female to what? That spirit. So you see, there, <laughs> there is no spirit of a woman. So, when you see the gods, they say there's a female god. <laughs> and there's a male god. Studied it in ATR. <laughs> it's nothing like that. <laughs> the different bodies is only for this earth. Praise God. This. So, we are all the same. We are all the word. We are all the word. Same. We are all the word. Same. You're the same. We are the same. So, it means that when I'm treating a believer, 
I don't look at them in the areas of how the world will look at them. How I will see them in this body. I see them in the union we have with Christ. And I treat them in that manner. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? So listen to me very carefully. It means that I, will, I shouldn't look at the clothes you are wearing to treat you in a certain way. I shouldn't look at the car you are driving to treat you in a certain way. I shouldn't look at your background, whether you are coming from Enzima or you are an Eve. Then I'll say, oh, Nyebro, before I will treat you in a certain way. I treat you the way I treat you because you are of Christ. We are of the same value no matter our statuses. No matter our pedigree in this life. Our relationship with one another goes beyond the peripherals of this life. Is that very clear? Now, when you treat people in that manner, now you know their value. And you treat them based on that value. And we've seen people caught up in some of these things. Why is it so? Because some of these things we put value on changes with time. They don't last forever. Because they are only a sign. They don't last. They are pointing us to something. And so we don't stick to it. We don't. So you're going for an interview. You meet a person. And you feel that they are, you are bigger than them. And you treat them very ill terribly and you meet them at the panel and they are the ones going to interview you okay anytime you have the opportunity to help somebody know that you have an opportunity to build a healthy relationship did you hear what I just said? Count yourself privileged. Count yourself what? Privileged. Privileged. So you can't build a healthy relationship if you don't know your identity in Christ. And you don't also bring that same identity into play in everybody you meet. If they are not believers, know that they are the reason Christ came. Praise God. And very soon, they will receive Christ. Yes. If they are believers, you must know that all of you have been redeemed by the same blood. So nobody is above 
anybody. Praise God. All right. The next building block is trust. Trust. Everybody say trust. It's a firm belief in the reliability, ability, strength, and truth of someone else. A firm belief in the reliability, ability, strength, and truth of someone else. Trust is, I believe in you, or I believe, and I believe you. Trust is, I believe you, sorry, and I believe in you. Say, I believe you. I believe in you. All right, Bible said, Abraham believed God. He didn't say he believed in God. He believed God. And it was counted to him as what? Righteous. He believed God. He just believed. Okay? You believe in some, something when you can see the ability and the character of that thing. Praise God. So first, Abraham believed God and then believed in God. That's trust. <laughs> he has not seen God's character. He has not seen God's ability. He just believed. And then Later, in the relationship, he believed in. So you see, you don't have to see everything about people before believing them. <laughs> don't make this statement I don't trust anybody and you also don't say I trust everyone All of those statements are extremist phrases and statements. I don't trust anybody. How do you say that? And then he said, as for me, I trust everyone. That's also very wrong. Very wrong. As for me, I trust only God. I don't trust anybody. Uh, 
and, and you think, shh, that's, then somebody say, that's, that's, that's wisdom. That's deep, profound, powerful. Charlie, the guy is deep, oh. You have to learn to trust. You must allow trust to grow. Somebody learned to trust you and allowed the trust to grow. We do things every time and we don't know that it is the same thing we are doing. It's just that we are not able to comprehend or put it together. You buy from a watch seller. Whose house utensils you don't know? Look at me face to face. I'm using watches because I know most of you love watching. Hey. Or you go to the fufu seller. You have not seen their kitchen. You only see the food prepared. You learn so to trust them and you eat it with all the appetite. And you actually capture it and bring it on Facebook. <laughs> and then you recommend it to other people. If I ask you, where do you know that woman from? I don't know her. But the food is nice. You are just like the man <laughs> who was at the pool of Bethsaida, who was healed by Jesus. He's been there for 38 years. So they asked him, Who healed you? He said, I don't know. The one who healed me, I don't know. What I know is that he said, Rise up, take your bed, and walk. You do the same. He said, Ah. Who prepared the food? I don't know. All I know is the food is nice. Why are you eating the way you're eating? Trust. Trust. So, you see, we must Learn to trust and grow in it. Which tells you that you can be disappointed. Oh, are you here with me? Say, I can be disappointed. Please, say it like you mean it. 
Oh, me, I, I won't go to any church. These pastors, I don't trust them. You are lying. You are just making an excuse. You trust your doctor. They failed in that surgery, but you still went to another doctor. You never said, I don't trust doctors. Your child failed woefully in a school. And the teachers treated your child so dirty. Yet you found another school. You still decided that although I was disappointed in this school, I would try and trust another school. In the same way, somebody broke your trust. Trust another person. As a matter of fact, give that same person who broke your trust the chance to prove their trust again. Would you want another chance? Ah, you dear, you said yes. Praise God. Do you know that Jesus and his disciples' relationship was on the basis of trust? Peter just saw Jesus preach in his boat, do a miracle. He said, wow. Then he said, I, I'll trust you. That's how. Jesus said, I also will trust you. And they started their relationship. We're going to see along the line. Jesus called him Satan. Get thee behind me. Peter will be disappointed. Hey, this guy called me Satan. <laughs> Peter betrayed Jesus, true or false? Jesus trust him again. When God trusts you, he's taking a risk. Write it down. It's crucial. Are you always good? Have you broken his trust? When was the last time? Oh, did he? Yesterday is too far. But does he still trust you? Wow. He's still trusting you. With the salvation he gave you. He's still trusting you with a heaven that you would go to. He's still trusting you by forgiving your sins. Over and over again, he's actually paid for them forever. 
He's still trusting you with a job. You messed up at the other job. You prayed. He gave you another job. Ah, are you here with me? True. True. So, why have you given up on other people? Because they broke trust. Why do you easily throw people away? Just because they broke trust. He teaches us, cares for us, rebukes us, corrects us to build our trust. And we must do that in our relationship with him as well. And with other people. Do you realize that even in our relationship with him, we also trust him? Oh, do we trust him? Yes. Trust him. As a matter of fact, what we hold on to is the trust. Is that not it? So, if I can trust God to heal me, I should be able to trust him that he has forgiven me my sins. I should be able to trust him that there's nothing that is good for me that he won't give me. I trust him. But I also know that in trusting him, he, I have messed up several times. But he looks upon me and trusts me again. Why? Because he has a fundamental understanding of the relationship I have with him. Every time in his thinking, how can our relationship grow? That's what God thinks. He never thinks of, oh, I'm waiting for the day he will do something for me to go. He is always thinking of how our relationship will grow. So we can only build healthy relationships with people when we have this fundamental understanding of how can our relationship grow. Every step we take, we trust the growth and development of the relationship.
Are you here with me? See, the starting point for all relationships, how can I make it grow? Say, how can I make it grow? So begin to look at all the relationships you have around you and ask yourself, how can I make it what? Grow. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfast patience. Say steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God and thus receive and carry away and enjoy the f- to the full what is promised. A person who is not steadfastly patient and endurance would always have trust issues in relationships. They are quick to get out. They want to be trusted, but they don't trust anybody. They want to be forgiving, but they can't forgive anybody. They want to be tolerated, but they can't tolerate anybody. Ask for me one time, delete you. And they make those statements proud. One time. Somebody deletes them or somebody gets rid of them and they are angry. And then they begin to enumerate all the things they have done for the people. What? They keep deleting people by heart. Am I talking to you? The will of God in relationships can only be fully grasped and grabbed in trust. In trust. I remember so clearly when, I mean, I had problems and the people were, I mean, people that were bodies deserted me and they didn't mind me and all that. And then one of the days, one of them, I mean, out of the blue, very early in the morning called me said he was praying, and the Lord actually spoke to him that he's not a good friend. So he called me and said, oh, I'm sorry. I want to see you. And I was hesitant. But he said to me, you must trust again. So I went to the person. 
as if nothing has happened. I let go. Hugged him. And we are still friends. He's benefiting from my relationship with him. I'm benefit, benefiting from his relationship with me. And I can say categorically that there are things that God has used him to do that I wouldn't have if we didn't have their relationship. I said, my ego is in place. Me, the ones, the moment I cut you off, I've cut you off. <laughs> we hear you. <laughs> Nana wisdom. No. Always give room to trust again. Always give room. It will shock you how the tides can turn. It will shock you. Even if the person is your ex-husband or ex-wife. I'm not saying go back and marry them. But listen to me. Give room for a good relationship. Did you hear that? Yeah. Give room for a good relationship. Don't be unnecessarily rude. No. Trust them again on the level of friendship. Did you hear what I just said? Trust them. You remember how he did with Thomas? Do you remember that? John 20, 27. Look at what Jesus did. I mean... How painful it will be. Jesus has risen from the dead. Everybody, all the, everybody's talking about it. Thomas comes, they tell Thomas, Thomas and me. Unless I see. Unless I see this man. Thomas, you don't trust me. Jesus should have said, hey, so you don't trust me. Whatever you deserve, I'm taking it away from you. You can't even be my disciple again. I don't have any relationship with you. Is that what Jesus did? Look at what Jesus did. Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound of, in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believer. Wow. Jesus gave him the chance to trust better. He gave him a sign, an evidence to be able to trust him. He makes Thomas know, I want our relationship to grow. I don't want to quit from you. 
Are you here with me? Toge, do you understand that? Yes. Believe, sorry. I said believer. So Jesus was working to rebuild trust with Thomas. He didn't give up on them. And you know Thomas became a missionary in one of the very strangest places in the world. Look at look at Matthew 26:50. One of the one of the scriptural texts that baffles me. When Judas came to betray him. Look at what he said. But Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Lift up your head. The guy had called them to come arrest him. He came with them. Said, This is him. He calls him friend. I hope you're not saying that's not me. I can't do this. You don't know your identity. That same love is poured in your heart. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He calls him friend. He calls him what? Sometimes people can fail. Sometimes people that you trust need not be liked by you. And that's how God trusts. God's trust and loyalty to us is unfathomable. True or false? I keep saying, Adam, you know Adam, you know Eve, hey, first man, first woman, God still trusts them to produce us. If it was you, You'd have wiped them off to create another. Ah. <laughs> and say, hey. You don't even talk with your mouth. But he still trusted them. Gave them the chance. And we came through Adam. You remember David? Do you remember David? Do you remember David? 
Hey. David was a king. You know that. You know how he committed adultery? Killed the person's husband. And then afterward, watch this. Nathan came to David and said, David, a, a poor man has a lamb. One, a rich man who has a lot of them went, took this, the, the poor man's lamb, killed it, and enjoyed it. David said, Huh? Go and bring that man. You see what God was doing? What was God doing? Eh? Testing. David's what? Relationship gauge. He said, go and bring him. Let's take care of him. God said, it is you. Watch this. But even with this, God still stayed with David. And actually told him that I will sit on your throne. Your household will carry me. You are a man after my heart. Look at me. Look at me. Although the judgment on him and not God, the consequence of his own judgment was heavy, God still stood with him. And did not forsake him. That's how God's loyalty is. That's how God's loyalty is. That's how God's loyalty is. He's a faithful friend. God's grace is another term for God's trust and loyalty. He puts it on his men. He never takes it back. Even when men give up on them, God never gives up. It's amazing how people feel that when they give up on you, it means God has given up on you. <laughs> That's exactly what people think. They think that God suffers their intolerance.
And God has insecurity problems like they do. God does not. God does not. Listen to me very carefully. Learn to live life the supernatural way, not the world's way. Listen, the world's wisdom is so subtle. Listen to me very carefully. When you are in a relationship with somebody and you, you keep telling them, maybe they talk to their ex, say, don't talk to your ex. Don't talk to your ex. Wait, 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 wait. You are only postponing a relationship that would definitely be but it will be. Because, listen to me very carefully. If they don't want to do it, they won't do it. You are not the one to tell them. Ah, they don't know. You are using the world's wisdom. Trust them. Trust them. Just trust them. If they don't want, they won't. You are using the words. You think force. The force you are doing. When people are forced, human beings are forced, they find another way. The creativity of human beings are enhanced in force. True or false? True. It's your insecurity that was speaking. You are not practicing the principle. Trust them and pray for them. Yes. Leave the rest. Who is talking to you? Who called you? It won't change anything. You can't ever build healthy relationships on that. Where's your phone? Let me check. Then you start checking. That's a very good one. You want sickness. Yes. You want sickness. You see how God trusts us. 
He knows we can disappoint him. But he still trusts us. True or false? Yes, he still trusts us. He still trusts us. He still trusts us anyway. He can only guide us. He won't ever force. No. He's so secured in himself. That's the way we trust. And when they fail you, give them another chance. Don't you... You are not getting it, though. Listen to me very carefully. What are, what are you thinking? All that I'm saying, what are you thinking? You are thinking about yourself. That is what is making you reject what I'm saying. You are thinking about yourself. But the moment you start thinking about others, you will listen to me. That's how God thinks. We learned it last week. His mind is full of you. So you see, because his mind is full of you, he's actually thinking of how he can help you. Not help himself. Hey, are you here with me? So that is our problem. Our problem is always bringing ourselves where? First. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Ah, she didn't hurt you. You can't hurt them. You can't hurt them. You can't hurt them. Every time it is you, don't hurt me. Do you know that sometimes what I can trust somebody with, where I feel that my level of strength in that trust is strong, they can trust in something better than I can do. True or false? So what it means is that I'm expecting, they're expecting that I don't hurt them. Just like I'm expecting they don't hurt me. So I'll better concentrate in my mind how not to hurt them whilst they also concentrate how they will know what hurts me. Does it make sense? So that should rather be on your mind. How can I not hurt him? Rather than always thinking, they shouldn't hurt me. 
What are you doing not to hurt them? Rather than ask, should I trust you? Why not say, I want to trust you? Let the owners be on them to be trustworthy. Are you always trustworthy? Are you always trustworthy? Are you always trustworthy? Are you always trustworthy? So if all of us can say we are not trustworthy, why is it that every time we have an expectation of trustworthiness? When we know that we cannot be trustworthy at every moment. So what you can do, how are you expecting it from another? If you can't do it, then it means it doesn't exist. It doesn't. It doesn't. So you see what Jesus would say, do unto others. So he always puts the honors on you. You doing. You doing. You doing. If you start thinking about your wife in that way, you're saving your relationship. If you start thinking about um, the people you work with in that way, you are saving the relationship. Are you here with me? Saving the relationship. A Christian who does not trust people is a Christian that would definitely live in sin and guilt consciousness. They will be like Job who always would have to do a sacrifice because in case my children have done anything against the Lord. So every time he's thinking, hey, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Why are you always thinking about your wife? What is she going to do? About your husband, what is he going to do? About your children, what are they going to do? Hey, hey, about your workers, what are they going to do? You can't trust anybody around you. You can trust anybody around you. You can. Everybody around you, you feel insecure. Everybody around you. Now, have you realized one of these? Let me end with this. Do you realize that? When you have trust, you are settled. Do you know that thing? It shows in something. 
When your money gets missing in your pocket, it will show you whether you trust or not. If you start thinking, hey, this person came to the room. And that's your first port of call. That person, that person, that person. I mean, people, I'm talking about people close, yes, to you. And you start thinking, it means that already you have trust issues. But the moment you start thinking, where did I spend it? I'm sure, ah, start checking your mind. Have I taken it? And you start giving yourself time. Time, time, time. You, you realize that most of the time, you realize, oh, okay, I went here, I used it. True or false? Yes. You see, but the person who doesn't trust, some, most times they actually embarrass themselves. They will call somebody who is the, one of their maybe loyal people and I put money in my pocket. The, the first question, I will, we'll talk about some of those. The first question, communication. Why did you take it? <laughs> the height of distrust. They will be ask, have you seen it? The first thing is, why did you take it? Especially, watch this. If something like that has happened before. Listen to me, what I am teaching you will heal you yourself. of these things, listen very carefully, stems from who you know you are in Christ. Because when people value, listen, things more than people, the moment something happens, they think about things. When people value themselves more than other people, when things happen, they abuse people. When people value people as themselves, we have looked into all that. When things happen, they treat it like the way God will. They still trust in the face of adversity. They still trust in the, in the face of failure. Sometimes it can be very distasteful. The people you trust truly stab you in the back. But how do you handle them? Would you do it like the way God does it? Look at Moses. 
And look at how God walked with Moses. As a matter of fact, if you read the Hebrews account of Moses, you'll be amazed. Genesis says that, and Exodus says that, he actually left Egypt, fled. Because he was a medra and gave him names. Hebrews said that he actually denied the pleasures of Egypt. And he was actually looking forward to the riches of Christ. Look at the whole of Hebrews 11. All the people that you speak ill of. Something. The Rahabs. God spoke well of them. Never mentioned any fault of theirs. Because God does not look for faults. James 1 tells us he is not fault finding. That's not his character. That's not his character. I pray that you come to this understanding. Praise God. We will continue next week. Have you learned something? You want to talk to God? Grace, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.